0: appreciate y'all tuning in to Bliss is Ignorant Podcast. This is Comedian Jay Bliss. And this week, man, I have a pleasure of bringing on uh, one of my favorite comedians, um, a guy I've watched uh, way before I even thought about doing comedy, uh, and a veteran to the game, a uh, very good guy to know in this business, man. Uh, y'all give it up for my boy, Rodney Perry. Rodney Perry, what up, man?
1: What's up, dog? How you doing, man?
0: Man, I can't complain, man. Um, I, can, I could... But, you know, what it's going to do us right now. Right now, we just stuck in this situation. Um, I think I talked to every comedian. And I asked them, this is by far probably the longest time you've ever been off a stage in your life since the first time you stepped on stage. and Indeed. Um, And um, what – what um, I don't even want to know what you, you've been doing to fill your time. I know what you've been doing to fill your time. You are on social media constantly reinventing things and just having fun with people, man.
1: Dude. I'm tired as hell, man. (laughs) I'd be up all hours late night. And this whole thing has really been, for those of us that that was on social media, but not really, it's forced us to really figure it out. Yes. And, um, you know, and find an identity and Mm -hmm. connect with your fans. I've probably gained probably four or 5,000 fans over, this couple of months. Right. And, um, it's, it's, um, dude, I talked to somebody today, you know, they call me for a show, a real show, a real life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that ain't enough money, dude. I can make
0: that. <laughs> I can make that in here. Hey, it's, it's crazy because a lot of people have said it's going to change how we do comedy. A lot of this is going to change how we do comedy and what we look at as far as comedy is concerned. Um, I personally am not in a rush to get right back out on stage um, because I because of the unknown. Um, I don't know. I got a, I got a fiscal responsibility. And I got a health responsibility of, of a caretaking uh, position of taking care of my mother. So I can't just go rush out there and go out there in the public and come back and bring that back home. You understand what I'm saying? So so that's that's where there's a fear factor that comes into that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I know the rust is going to be there. I, I know this without question. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do I prepare for that part of it? You know what I mean? And the 45 minutes to an hour that I'm used to doing – how much of a struggle is that going to be? <laughs> so. Hey, man, I, I wish I could answer
1: that. Uh, I, took, I took a gig yesterday mm-hmm. in June. Mm-hmm. I got a call for another one to, in June. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this is the crazy part. Like I got a show booked tonight, virtual show. Mm-hmm. And a lady, like, asked for all this stuff, like, she wanted to be clean. She wanted to be this. She wanted to be there. I'm like, yo, you don't yeah. get to do that.
0: Nah, not for this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I get it. You know, it's her money. It's her birthday.
0: hmm
1: You know, and if I was at a comedy club, she wouldn't get to do that. Right. And so it's, uh I, I still miss it. And um where this has become a new normal, it's also time to get back to work,
0: man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I've been writing, um, but you know, I, I get that, that writer's block, you know, cause once you start writing, it all goes back to the same thing, which is this pandemic. Like, absolutely. Like how much can you really write? All of our material comes from our life experiences and our life experiences for the last two months have been sitting in the house. Right. And so th- there's that, that creativity is not there. It's, it's not anything flowing. It's not an everyday well, thing. Well, that the I
1: creativity see. is there. I mean, you reference what you're living, right? You're living this. Right. So, um, I, 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 I encourage comedians to get on stage even if it's virtually and say them jokes now. So that stuff can be gone. Right. You got to do them, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And then, so when you come out, you can really talk about some, 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 something else
0: right some real stuff yeah yeah absolutely man and I, I one thing that i do remember um one of the first things that i saw you do which i thought was very creative online was when you was doing the crock pot king series right so i was like, I was like yo this dude is killing this he is killing this right now and i'm laughing because i'm like there's no space for this there's nobody doing this like there's no there's no comedian out here telling me hey this one i'm throwing in the crock pot y'all follow these instructions you know what i mean so I'm right. laughing because I use my crock pot all the time. Like I'm always using it. Um, what's the last thing you cooked in your crock pot?
1: I got a new toy. Instant pot. the instant pot.
0: Yeah, instant pot.
1: <laughs> and I, I made this 15 bean soup in there. Mm-hmm. That was incredible right and my wife who you know be climbing my beans because she she do her red beans right she, right that, that's the last you know thing in beans. she was like this is really good
0: yeah and 15 so bean soup okay yeah, I, yeah, so I, I, ju- I just made a, a vegetable soup uh two yeah. days ago
1: so that's how i, I can you. make a vegetable soup in the insta pot in seven minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Literally. Yeah. I gotta go look at the Instapot. I think mean, the crock pot was just something I was using. I wasn't messing with it because I bought it. I was like it's
1: too much cause it was too much work. You know, the crock pot easy. You throw you throw whatever in there, walk away,
0: come right. back hours later. But <laughs> this Instapot is not a game. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I um I, I will I will say this. I know you initially your comedy career I think it spans um is it thirty? Yeah, right. right close to 30? Yeah, close About to 30. And you were in the Navy? And yep. then and then out of the Navy, you went into comedy. So that was... Was that like... Uh, were you like a class clown in school?
1: I Did mean, you... yeah, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, that were cats funnier than me. Right. But they would never do it in front of strangers. Like... Right. I think the comedian is something else. Right. You know, the comedian... You know, I mean, there are funny humans that'll right. never tell a joke, right? And so, the comedian needs something else. The comedian needs to for people to see it. You know, my buddy Jeffrey lightning was funny, but he he didn't want to be seen. Right.
0: I was funny, and I needed to be seen. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. It's uh. It's strange to me because. I never had the fear of being on stage or in front of people like that Uh never bothered me. Um, so that was like, people like, you got a stage fright. Like, nah, that's the one thing I don't have is a stage fright. So the fact that I was able to tell a story and people always told me I was funny. I didn't feel like I was funny. Like in my family, I'm not funny. I'm not the funniest person in my family. I'm okay. I got some people on my family that made me fall out on the floor laughing. You know what I mean? But it's like, I do have the ability to make the delivery or take somebody can give me a premise And I can take it and make it funny for the masses for people that don't even live in that environment. Mm -hmm. Like most people ain't from Camden, New Jersey. Like they don't know anything about living in the ghetto, but I can go into an audience that's not from the ghetto and explain it to them so that they understand or or give them an analogy for them to understand. Like, Oh, okay. I get it now. You know what I mean? So that's, that's where a lot of that comes from. Um, so when you first started, when you first started comedy and, uh, would you, what did you, were you in a situation where you just jumped on stage or were you in a situation where it was like, uh, no, nah, it was more structured?
1: No, I mean, I was I was a kid, man. I mean, I, I want to say I was still in the high school, and you know, the early days. I was just, I just, I just knew I needed to get on stage. I didn't even really understand it totally what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was this coffee shop not far from us that that would allow people to do comedy. I would go there and do sets and. Um, I remember when I was in college, I was in college for a short time, for like a year, mm-hmm. and there was a guy on campus that was the comedian. He did everything. He did every single thing on campus, and I was in awe of this guy because he was like Eddie Murphy to me. He was the closest I could get to somebody I could touch. Right. And I couldn't touch him because I wasn't cool enough to even talk to him. Mm-hmm. And so I just I just remember watching this guy just in awe of him, and then a friend of mine who was in a nurse, had an event at at the nursing building, and she's like, "Right, you can do comedy," and I was like, "Yo, I can do comedy," and so I did, and I got some laughs. Like, those are the first like real laughs I got like yeah. while I was in college, and and it was like it was like one of those things you never go back.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I uh, I, like I said, I, I've been a fan for a long time, and I saw you, you know, on TV. I saw you do your, you know. Uh, Comic views and things like that. Used on the Monique show, and um, I think the first time I worked with you um, in person, I saw you in person a lot of times. A couple times in Charlotte and stuff. And this when I first started doing comedy, Um, but we worked together at uh, the Comedy House in uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. And man, when I tell you, uh, and you know, here's a here's a key to let you know if somebody is really truly funny, is when. You work with a person, but you got to get out there and watch every single set that that comedian does. That's when you know you you appreciate what they do when you go, let me see how he do this different on this show. You understand know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's just certain things. And you, at the time, you were doing the opening when you would kick the girl out the chair. Like, that that, oh, that was, that that was, and you would basically break your cuff link every show. Like, every show. Hated <laughs> you know? that, that, that.
1: Yeah, I probably, I probably got, I got ten broke couplings upstairs right now.
0: <laughs> every time I go, this dude breaks his coupling every time. But the way you would get up off the floor and look at her, and it was, it was a pantomime situation. It wasn't no real chick in the chair. But the way you would get up off that floor and look at her, and go, "Hey, how, how you feel now?" Right. It would, it would have me on the floor rolling, and I laugh about it so much because I'm like, "How did you even? How did that even come about?" For you to do it the then, first time and then go, I got
1: to keep doing that. The physicality of it was something <laughs> I just kind of lived there comedically. You know, just physical stuff. Right. So whenever I have an idea, <laughs> my immediate go-to was the what physica, what's physically, how can I show this picture? Right. So it's premise, picture, punch for me. Right. And so... Once I decide what the picture is, it's just a matter of giving it to the audience. And um it was such a great icebreaker, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, and I would do it
0: while the music was still on from the intro. So it was, it, it, was, dude, it was, it sets the tone to a whole nother level. I don't care if the feature before you. Brought the house down. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It, I'm it, about it's, to
1: take it to another level. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's,
0: it's it's basically if you're even on an audience and you're not even really paying attention when it happens, the whole audience is like, oh shit! What did he just? And it's it is so it's so room turning. It's like oh my god! Like this is a damn comedy show. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it was so breath. It was so refreshing. When I first saw it, because it was something to me, I was like, man, that's something I ain't never seen. I ain't never seen nothing like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's live to me. And I said, damn, this dude got jokes on top of that. Like that, that was like, um, this is me introducing me to y'all. And right. now I'm gonna tell y'all some jokes. And I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, like how do you
1: top that? I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like this, dog. It's like I've been I've been lucky enough in my career, blessed or whatever you you call it, to always have crazy closers Woof. and crazy openers. Right. You right, know, and uh, I've had a few, few of those in my career, and um, it's, it's been you know that
0: that's the stuff that people remember, you know, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And I always say, like, my opener, um, that my opener, and I'm not a physical comic, but my opener is always clever, it's always clever enough to get the audience to say, I'm gonna have to pay attention to this dude because he's he's cerebral. And he just made me pay attention. Yeah, so then it gets control. them in the oh. mindset. Yeah, it gets them in the mindset of, because I remember when I first started on comedy, I used to go do uh, my, my my open mic times at uh, Scandalos and Big Chill with Chris Funnyman Robinson and Tone X, right? Mm-hmm. And he used to bring me up on stage and go, hey, if y'all don't have a, a, a higher than 2.3 GPA average, y'all not going to get this guy. <laughs> and he's the and actually actually like, dude, stop saying that because you're going to get them mad at me before I even get on stage and stuff. Right. he'd be like, nah, man, you got this so role. Smart-ass you know, motherfucker right here. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty much what it was. But when you said you had closers, that's another thing that I always remembered about was the fact that you had those closers. And the closers you had, I think at that time, when we were at Columbia, the first time I worked with you, you were doing the MC Hammer one, that closer, which was a beast, and it, was, it would get everybody so insane. And the night I was there, the one the weekend I was there with you, the first night you was there, you got the biggest dude I had ever seen get up on that stage and he was going to be too big MC. And I said, man, this was so funny before it even started because the dude was so big. <laughs> you almost had to help so him up an, on stage. <laughs> uh,
1: I got a, a major improv background. Yeah. And so I'm always looking for improv moments I can build into my show. Right. And and Hammer was an improv moment. I was right. able to build into the show. I was a legitimate Hammer fan. Yes, sir. And I also wanted to pay some homage to him. But at the same time, I can do that shit. I can do all of the Hammer moves. Yeah. Let me show y'all. Right. And, and so... And then I bring another guy in there; he gets to do his thing. It, it, so it became a whole thing. And yeah. I like can't see the, the my clothes are now, and oh, they like it, it, it's so electric. I'm that's like, doing. dude, it's, it's a shell of what Hammer would do. To
0: and, and, and and the part about it is, is what I realize is smarter because of all the things you've been through. You know, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll touch on that. And uh, you you had a stroke. Was that is it two years, three years ago? It's almost. It'll be four in October. Four years in October, and it was scary um, because you know. And when you were going through that, I believe my my mother my mother was going through the same same type deal. She's had two since then. And I realized once you've had something like that happen, it's very possible for it to happen again. But you got to be on top of it and right. everything like that. Um, but one thing I remember is when you when you did have the stroke, you were in um, Colorado, and we were all we were all praying for you, man. We was all hoping that you was gonna get better. You was going live. And it wasn't <laughs> sounding right, and I was like, "Oh man!" But let me ask you this: When you were going through that, in your mind, did you sound like you were making sense?
1: Uh, I do. I do a joke about that that uh-huh. moment. You know, my, my family was like, "Yo, give me your phone." No <laughs> <laughs> I Need to shut up, <laughs> like. In my mind, I was saying some fly stuff. In, in real life, I was going blah, 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 blah. So, uh, I was definitely slower than I remembered. Right, right, so right. Looking, looking at video, I was I was slower than in my mind. I thought I was clicking, but I wasn't. Right, and um, it, it was it was a it was an interesting time, man. And, um,
0: uh, I, it was the fight of my life, and yeah. uh, we got through it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And, and it's it's tough, you know. It's tough, you know, going through something like that. But we we I think, and as as a comedy community, you know, we talked on the phone, uh, you know, why you were going through what you were going through, and the comedian friends that we had in common we were on the phone, like, man, Ronnie gonna pull through this, man. That dude is too stubborn not to. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just in your in your DNA. And the right. thing about it is, man, one thing that I will say, uh as long as you've been doing comedy. Uh, The circles that we have that are similar, I've never ever, man, this is a compliment to you as a person. I've never ever heard anybody have anything negative say about you. That's tough. There's
1: probably a few out there, but they just they better not say it loud because it's,
0: it's I, tough. I, it's have done, done so much for, for people, you know. But yeah, it's tough to actually have that type of reputation in this business. You understand how it is, you understand like you know all the things that have to happen and all the relationships that you have, and everything ain't gonna go right all the time. You right. understand what I'm saying? But I do notice that you do hang around a lot of younger cats too, whether they've been in it for open mic, whether they've been in it for 20 years, whether they've been in it for five. I notice you don't. You don't discriminate. You like, hey, what you need to know? I mean, where you, we, y- y'all, we going over here? You understand what I'm saying? And it's I a. Mean,
1: I had I had some dope people mentor me early on. Mm-hmm. You know, people like Jazzy Brown, and and I remember Jay telling me one day he was like, "Yo, all a comedian wants is some game." Yeah, yeah. He don't want no money. He don't want no. And if you can take and give him some game in a couple of minutes, then that's dope. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a lifelong friend and. Dude, it's proven to be, like, one of those things that give me some staying power is my connection
0: to the guys that's coming up next. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I, I believe that. Um, I always get younger comedians will come up to me and go, man, hey, you you like, the only one that actually actually came up to me and gave me feedback after my set. And I go, well, somebody did it to me. Somebody did it to me, so I, I always give it back. Like, I'm not going to sit there and let you walk up out of here and not tell you. That wasn't that was a good joke this is what you this is what you might have wanted to do next time. you understand what i'm right. saying you don't, don't give up on that joke that joke was funny, but you stepped over yourself or you you spoke too soon. you understand what I'm saying and those Maybe. are the, those are the little things they might not pay attention to. They walk out of there with their head down like they just bombed you know um and that's so,
1: yeah we we gotta we gotta treat people like you want to be treated you know? absolutely and a lot of people treat people like they were treated and yeah. and our our you know my my old school dudes was 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 not all cool mm-hmm. and so uh if, if i if i carry that on then i continue their legacy and i i would rather start a new legacy of, of 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 good dudes and positivity than not right
0: right absolutely man that that makes a lot of sense so you how many kids do you have six children six kids bro five girls and a boy no twins, no twins you 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 was working no like, you <laughs> I was working I, I I had two at once, my and wife I would have four together and I have an older son, older daughter, older son, older daughter, okay, so do your kids uh do they try to make you laugh?
1: They're funny my like my daughter Rihanna is funny mm-hmm. uh, they all have their moments, you know what I mean right no 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 talk about comedy. Right. No, But I wouldn't be surprised if Rihanna became a comedian. Yeah. She's just quick. She's got a quick wit. Uh-huh. You know, my son has shown some interest in entertainment through rapping. hmm And, um, you know, he's probably the only one of my children that really flex who I am. Right, 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 you know, right, right. I got you. Got like you know, already paired my dad, right? You know, he <laughs> <he's, he's laughs> <using laughs> you know? He said uh, he's using for evil. That's oh, what. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he is like right daddy i met i met this little this chick man she's a fan of yours you know he he don't care he you know but i mean <laughs> he a grown man top now too
0: he's 27 you know oh nice 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 yeah, yeah I, I get that i get that yeah. it's cool man my my kids um my wife well, have one daughter who really wants to try to make me laugh all the time like she's she's uh over over the top silly like trying right. to get me to laugh and i always tell her uh i'm not gonna laugh at stuff like that i'm not gonna laugh at the over the top silliness cuz that's not funny to me. i laugh at more the organic humor. Things that happen naturally. That's what it, that's what makes me laugh when when something clever comes out or something quick comes out. That's when I go, "Ooh, that was a good one. I like that." You understand what I'm saying? And I, I said, "Yeah, I said I I'm like you probably never see me bubble over laughing unless it's something that's organic."
1: You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. I'm I did all everything tickles me. I'm right. I'm, I'm stupid.
0: Right, right. And that's and that's the thing. It's and like that's
1: my comedy. My comedy is stupid sometimes.
0: Right, right. It, it, it's funny, man. Like my uh, my other daughter, she tries not to be funny, but she's funny just because of her intelligence. Like okay. she doesn't look at things the same way. And we were we were walking uh, through this mall one day and it was a sign. It was earlier this year. We sign on the wall that said biggest sale of the year. And she looked at me and looked at the sign and said, that is January. I was like, I know. We start laughing. My other door was like, I don't get it. I was like, that. Don't worry about it. No. Like, it right. like, it was like, it was like one of those. We literally one of those literally
1: like, been in year two weeks.
0: Right. Yeah. We literally been in two weeks. How's the biggest sale of the year? And I'm like, yeah. But now I look back at it now, like you ain't know that pandemic was coming. It was dead ass right. Like you don't know. You know what I mean? You just don't know how that how that thing was going how fall apart. You know what I mean? Now right. now the one thing about uh, the one thing I, I will say um, about your style that. Uh, you have you're a great storyteller. You're a great storyteller. And it's almost like a like an uncle telling a story. I, I've been in a room with you and I've heard the room get dead silent. Dead silent. And you just you just mapping out the story, telling people what's going on. You tell a story about a gangster one time you met when you filming a movie. And it's so it's so heartfelt at the end, it's like, I got to have a bigger purpose in life. Like when you get, like when you finish, but people don't realize what comedians mean to people. uh, Sometimes we go to these shows. We do these shows. We get done with the show. Somebody come out and let them know they just had a a cancer survivor or they're a cancer survivor. And this is the first time they came out.
1: And we we, we affect people so many different ways. That particular story. I had, it really happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, I take some license with it, but, It definitely happened. I was telling my brother the story. He's like, you never talk about that on stage? And I was like, no. He's like, dude, that's a great story. And so I I began telling it on stage, and it's become like a dope signature bit. And it's like, it's a bit motivational, Mm -hmm. which post-stroke, I became a little more motivational. And um, I'm okay with it. Yeah, if if yeah. one person walk away better because of having seen me do my my act,
0: then so be it. Now you have a you have a following, like you have a fan base. You have people that rock with you, no matter where you go. Like as soon as you come to that city, they're gonna come to every single Roddy Perry show. You know what I mean? And I always, I always kind always... of develop that. Oh, absolutely, but I see the grind. I see what you do, and I see how you stay in contact with those people. Like, your people that you stay in contact with, you constantly have contact, you actually communicate with them on a regular basis. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's a lot of work. That's a lot of things that people don't want to do. They don't want to have that dedication in order to to get that fan base. But I know when you – like, you say, I'm going to Raleigh. You're sending that blast out. you let people know, hey, Rodney Perry coming to Raleigh. You also did something that was very creative that I saw you do one time. We were, in, uh, we were in Raleigh. We was at Charlie Goodnights. And you had the people that introduce you on stage, tell the people to text their email to a certain number. Right. They text their emails. You got like five minutes left in your show. You say, hey, wait a minute. Let me check my email real quick. And you called out a person's name. It was like, where are you at? Where are you at? And they raised their hand. They're like, you got a cash app? It was like, yeah. You just popped them some money real quick. And I was like, damn that shit was smart as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I said, he I, just got their, their email names just because they did that. You know what I'm
1: saying? Right. I mean, I give away stuff. I've tried giving away drinks and different stuff. Uh-huh. You know, you want to incentivize it. Right. And people are more likely to do something when you give something for it. Right. And um, there, there's all these tech codes and this and that, blah, blah. And they, they charge you for that stuff. But you got Google, man. So what I decided, I'm already using Google. I got a Google Google voice number. Anybody that calls that number, that number shows up as an email. Right. Every text box, I said, wait a minute. If I have them text to that number, Mm -hmm. I can start to aggregate a list where – because the hardest part about comedy and comedy clubs is going back and getting more people, getting the people to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you're a headline or open up feature. How do you get people to come back to see you again? Yep. You know, without without a major television appearance or movie. hmm So I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, let's try this. And that that's been easily the most effective thing I've I've done from yeah. from the stage. Yeah. And man, how many,
0: how many, how many years ago have, did you start that?
1: I've done that or things like it for probably seven, eight years.
0: Yeah, yeah. So all the time on the road. Like, what's your, what's your favorite venues? The type, of, type of venues to do. Do you, do you, do you like promoter shows? Do you like comedy clubs? Do you like uh, arenas? Like, what do you, what do you feel most comfortable doing?
1: I, uh, I did an interview like this with Kevin Hart one time. He's like, yeah, man, I don't I don't want to paint no big arena. I want to – that's some bullshit. Right. Okay. Where, wherever you are at the moment is your favorite. Yeah. You know, I'm a okay. comedy club guy mm-hmm. right now, but if I got – if I graduated to arenas tomorrow, mm-hmm. then arenas would be my favorite. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, If I graduate to stadiums a year after that, that would be my favorite. Right. So you know, the more people you can touch with with your comedy, the better. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think I'll always have a place in my heart for the comedy club. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, although a promoter show is cool too because it's one night. It's yeah. not. But I I love getting to know a city. Yeah. You know, and that's why the comedy club is dope. Cause you're there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now you get to really get some nuance of the city. Right. I get to know what Raleigh is really like. I didn't know about Raleigh. I didn't know about the Triangle. I didn't know about you know carriers right up the road. I didn't know you know they, you know you got to go to the hood to get anything black. Yeah. <laughs> the <into>
0: Raleigh Durham. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And
1: so you know you start to connect a lot of dots with a comedy club, and I like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your what's your opinion on um taking people on the road with you versus letting the club select the feature for you? Like how what's your experience with that and what would you what's your preference? Uh
1: I generally, you know, it, like I have a lot of like little homies.
0: Yeah. Uh, that
1: that when they graduate, I like to be able to throw that to them. Yeah. So I I like I like to bring my own guy. Uh-huh. So but it's not because they weak or nothing. It's just because I think they're dope. You know what I mean. Right. But if if somebody's booked, I never take a gig from a comedian.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I never take a gig yeah. from a guy just to bring my guy. That's you know? been that's that's somebody that basically's lived that life, and knows that that side of the comedian. You and it's a mean? big
1: deal when you get to, when you get to put that on your calendar. That's a big deal.
0: Tell me about it
1: no no matter who the airliner is, you know. I don't think people think about that like yo, like like I'm generous to my fans because I know what it takes to walk up to somebody and go, hey man, I'm a huge fan. Can I get a picture? That's a lot, especially for a
0: dude. Oh, you're telling me a lot. Hey, what's that song? What's the song with uh, the baby? Oh, you taking pictures with niggas? That's like, that's like, he, like, they make it seem like it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? And I tell people all the time, like, yo, man, come on, get this picture. You if know you what I mean? A,
1: if you make a fan out of a guy, you got a fan for life. Yeah. So guys treat their fans like, like our friends, like your best friend. Like, I got a guy, dude, I don't remember meeting him. Mm hmm. But when I tell you that dude show up on my live, he'll he'll tell people about my shows. This dude is is my
0: number one fan. Right. Right. Yeah. And you got you gotta you gotta do stuff for people like that. I mean, I got a I got a lady that uh supports everything that I do. And anytime I'm anywhere near Virginia, her, her husband, and her daughter come to my show. Wow. Every time. And dude, every time well, my
1: I, part, Bliss, is
0: when people treat you like a secret, they love you. They don't tell nobody. They won't share you. And I tell I tell that to my, my fans all the time. I go, y'all don't share me with nobody. I put a video up, and they won't share it. They will not <laughs> share <laughs> Let, Man, you are hilarious. And look, send me stuff in my inbox from other people. I go, dude, are you sending my stuff out like you sending all this other stuff to me? You know what I mean? Like, you send me comedians all day long. And I remember one time I had to tell one of my cousins, I said, dude, stop sending me stuff. Wow. And he's like, why? I said, dude, I'm a comedian. I do funny shit too. This ain't funny to me. Man, I think it's funny. I go, well, you ain't seen me yet. Ain't that strange? I've been doing comedy this long. You still ain't seen me on stage, but you keep sending me other people's stuff. I was like, all right. I said, let you do something and let me start sending stuff to you. You know, it's like people don't people don't don't realize it. But then I had somebody tell me one time, your friends don't appreciate you. Or your friends and family won't appreciate you for who you are until the strangers start loving you.
1: I mean that's that's true of anything, you know. Mm-hmm. You know Jesus had to leave the city. You know what I'm saying? So damn, damn, <laughs> I'm not you. you know? <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, you got to get hot for people to go. Hey, that dude is ours.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. Know? you uh, what's the saying? You never get love in your own city. Um, you know, you get more love out of town. And I, mean, I live in Charlotte, so. I, I I live by that. I get a lot of newer comedians that come out, and then, like, I'll show up somewhere, and they'll be like, man, I, I never heard of you. And then I go, man, that's bliss, man. I do funny as hell, da 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 They go, I never seen you. I go, yeah, because I'm on the road. Like, I'm not here. I'm know, working. I'm, not, I'm working. You know what I mean? I say, but if I come around, it ain't no big deal. You know, I'm going to talk. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I say, but I'd rather not be hanging out. I'd rather be on the road, because if I'm here, I ain't making no money. <laughs> I want to be somewhere else. <laughs> I definitely want to be somewhere else. But, you know, the, the fact is, is like in, in Atlanta, you know, y'all you got rooms that y'all can work out in. Y'all got rooms that y'all can go every night of the week. And we don't have that in Charlotte. And that's that's a shame because I think the city is big enough to be able to support multiple clubs and multiple rooms. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And that's Absolutely. that's one of the things. And I like that I, I started in the South because I think my comedy translates – Across the country, better, because we live in the Bible Belt and things are so sensitive at times. Right, you know what I mean. So I, I, I mean, feel like I, I feel the
1: same way about growing up in the Midwest. That the the Midwest kind of makes you a round person. You know, y'all got
0: beast in the Midwest. Like the Midwest is on like boxing and comedy; those two things boxing and comedy are ridiculously when it comes to the midwest like for some reason y'all niggas can fight and y'all can tell jokes like like i don't i don't know what it is Talking
1: about the seasons, man. I, I think the seasons affect you man i think yeah you deal with that winter and and come out of that winter and deal with that spring and the summer the super hot summer the fall the leaves the change of the colors you know I think that definitely affects you.
0: So in Chicago, in Chicago, and I, and I don't think I mentioned, but that you you were you are from that area. Were you were you in the comedy scene, like coming up with all of those cat, or oh, you didn't? Okay, all right.
1: I start I start comedy, um, like like after we moved out of Chicago. Okay. And so when I began to hit television. And they were like, ladies and gentlemen from Chicago Illinois, Roddy Perry, Chicago Council. Like, who that? Right. You know, imagine you in your your own entertainment bubble, and you look on TV, and they say they're from Charlotte. And you're like, that dude ain't one of ours. Right, right, who right, did. right. Right, right. And yeah. so they was really kind of like side-eyeing me. But I had, to, I had to come to, I had to get with a couple of them. Be like, look, dog, I'm more from Chicago than you are. <laughs> I'm from the South Side for real. Wild Hunters. Right, right. You know, What? Right, right. So, yeah. oh, and I ain't even know right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, you know, I relish that, you know, and and I and I made
0: the city respect me and claim me. Well, you know, you funny enough, man, they're gonna have to. There's nothing they can really do about it. You know what I mean? Like I um I'm from I'm from South Jersey, right, right near Philadelphia. And um that's where I'm from, that's where I was raised, but I didn't start doing comedy there. Right. You know, I started doing comedy in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know what I mean? But if somebody right. say you from Charlotte? I go, no, I'm not from Charlotte. I was born and raised in New Jersey. You know what I mean? No, Charlotte
1: is your comedic home. It is my comedic home. But but you're still affected
0: by Jersey. You're affected by Philly. I, I'm know? affected by it because that's who I am. I mean, I, I, that is never going to change. People always right. say, you know, when you've been out south for so long, I go, dude, Jersey raised me. Like, right. I, I would not be who I am today if I wasn't from New Jersey, I don't have no twang. I don't, I don't talk right. with no Southern dialect. I, I'm from Jersey. I got Jersey ways about me and I still got, my kids still laugh at some things the way, way I say certain things. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. They're like, why you say it like that? Like, that's what I, that's what I grew up saying. You know what I mean? Right. What you want me to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah,
1: I definitely. Like I, I'm the same way because early comedy years was in New Orleans, left New Orleans, went to the Bay area. The Bears was really my most formative years. And so I'm a Bay Area comic. Yeah. So myself, Lunel, mm. Williams, we was all in the same talent pool. So wow. I'm a dope ass talent pool. That
0: is. That is. Now that, that's crazy to me is uh Cat, Cat came out, he his popularity came out with Friday, the, the movie. But he had been he had been doing comedy for a long time. I had never known oh, who no, he no. was.
1: He he had been he was definitely around. Yeah. You no. Know, um, we all get to get to the bay around ninety. Ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. And so we incubate for about three years, ninety five to ninety eight. Okay. Right. Maybe ninety four to ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So it might have been a, a cool four years. And we all kind of incubate, grow up and stuff in front of each other's eyes. Cat leaves to go to LA before me. okay, so I left I left March I left March of 98 mm-hmm. He left probably December of '97. Okay, let me tell you something dude. by the time I get to LA, cat is the hottest thing in LA. Damn. Already three months in, like, had hired and fired every agency in LA within like three months. Damn, first three months. This is before Friday,
0: right? Right, right. He was hot. He was crazy hot. So he's just hitting up all the clubs and, and everything like that, and just making a name for himself.
1: He, he man, he had he had a, he had some big crowd pleasing bits, man. What only what he, only he got, four years in hmm What only four years in? No, he was doing comedy before oh, okay. we got together. Oh, okay, okay. I got
0: you. I got Cats you. Cat's from yeah. Ohio. Okay, okay, he was I got
1: comedy. you. He was a comedian.
0: Okay, okay, yeah.
1: We all kind of get together in '94. Okay, I got and, you now. Okay. And, and, and have our formative years together.
0: Right, right. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's what's but, up, man. You know, cat in the hat. Yeah, and yeah, I, I heard that term before too, cat in the hat um but that's 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 a big deal and i've worked with lunel too she's very good people very yeah. good people man good down to earth y'all kind of remind me man a little bit of just that down-to-earthness uh Lunell she'll call she'll hit me up with text message and i'll put something up and she'll be like how them babies doing like she'll ask about my daughters all the time right. and stuff like that They one time i was working with lunel and she was in the backseat of my car and some barbie dolls back there she's like uh what the hell are you doing with these barbells? <laughs> What's going on? I like, "I'm my daughter. and so she was like, "Oh, she's like, you a real father?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I don't, I, ain't, I don't like, I like. What I'm gonna take the, what I'm gonna take the toys out? So right. Toys stay in. I said, "Toys stay in the back. They, they back there. I'm not. You know what I mean?" So yeah. that was like one of those things. But I mean, it's like, um, I what, what do you, uh, what do you have right now is going on on the social media? I was on your game show yesterday. I thought that was a dope ass idea. That <laughs> was fun as hell. Now anybody listening in, that- name that TV show. Music theme. And a TV theme song. It was like, that was freaking dope. And I got in on the last little bit of it. And I go, how the hell did he come up with this one? Like I was just like, yo. It's
1: so random, dude. <laughs> I got I got my iTunes right here. Right. And I was on one day and I was like, yo, I can, you know, I'm always looking for ways to 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 actually engage the audience. Right. And and to make people stay. Yeah, make a mistake. When you're live, people come and go. They pop in. What the nigga talking about? Oh my god! Right, right. (laughs) So how do you make people go? So now, whether you're whether you're playing or not, you're playing. Right. You know, you at the crib, and then you going, man. I just played, and I got all them right. That dude's stupid. I want to go.
0: I'm like, hit the button. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was fun, man. I I, I'm probably
1: gonna go on. Why do we do this interview? Yeah, and I'll
0: I'll probably tune in and listen this time. I won't be a part of it this time, but I I think I did okay. I was like, all right, I got up to about. You did, you did great. I got up to two million. Yeah, Yeah. I got up to two million. The (laughs) idea is nobody wins. Nobody (laughs) ever wins.
1: I (laughs) had one winner. And it was, it was Godfrey,
0: and he knew he knew some obscure stuff, and I
1: was yeah. like, oh,
0: "That's crazy." Yeah, yeah, Godfrey, funny man, and it's it's, it's crazy, it's crazy because I do game shows too. Like I do Family Feud, I do Black Jeopardy, oh, um, I got, stuff I like got that. My Family Feud cards right here. And I, listen, I got mine. Look, look, mine right here. Look, look at you. Look at it. I got mine right here too. Yeah, I got, my, <laughs> I got mine too. So I do Family Feud, and i I figured out I could do. Skattical. How do you do Family Feud? So I do men versus women on zoom. Okay. Right? So I bring the room in. Everybody get in the room is men versus women. So the women go first. I start with a card. I do the first question. They answer the question and they got to clear the category before they get three strikes. If they okay. don't clear the category, guys get the steal. If The guys answer the question. They get the point. First team. You are doing like a
1: real family feud.
0: First yeah. team to win if I win or this is the other way I do it. If you get five people, and they can, and then somebody else can get five people. I bring them on, and I just host it, and it's just like a real Family Feud.
1: Got it, got it. You know what it. I'm saying? So I, it's just, I'll, I'll generally go one person.
0: Right. You got three strikes to get the number one answer. Three strikes to get the number. Oh, that's that's a dope way to do it too. Yeah. So if, if you get the number one answer,
1: we just move on. Just if move you, on. If you, if you get a strike, you got two more strikes, and you know, and so the other questions become just, oh, you got that. That's not the number one answer. We got to keep going. And yeah. so you keep going until either number one answer happen or three strikes happen.
0: Three strikes happen. Okay. That's a dope way to do it, too, because that's a lot of questions, a lot of cars going through the whole thing. Um, and then, like, if they get three strikes, you just move them off and come back, bring somebody else on. Yep. That's how you do it on Instagram Live. Yes. I have way more fun on Zoom Yeah, because people can pop in and out, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, you Indeed. can see everybody. You know what I mean? And I've they also, can help each other too. Right. I've also found out how to do categories on on Zoom, and right. so now Facebook has the um, the rooms. So I'm actually going to try right, do I, categories.
1: I, I, haven't, I haven't I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, yeah. I know about it. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna try to do categories on that and see how that goes and see because people just want they want to have something to do. Yeah, you know I mean it ain't right. It ain't rocket science. It's just entertaining. And I never I have never ever put up. Like, my cash app to say, hey, guys, give me a tip if y'all f- having a good time. Like, I never I never felt like doing it that way. I know people like, yo, you should do that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I see the look you're giving me. Like, it's always about hey, money.
1: Time hey, is money. You, you are literally providing a service. Yeah. And people that support you will will do that. Like, and Ali Sadiq really turned me on to it. Because when you do the Corona Comedy Club, mm-hmm. that's what they do. They put, that, put your cash app up. And so I did it the first the first time I did it, mm-hmm. I did th- I did that with them, and I made like five hundred bucks that night. And yeah. it was like the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, "Yo, this is great." Yeah, right, right. right. And so I was like, "Okay, I don't do it all the time. I don't do every time I'm doing a live, I don't throw it up. But I would absolutely throw my my cash shop up. Yeah. I do the open mic Tuesday night, open mic nine p.m. My cash shop stays up the whole time I'm on. Yes, sir." Yes, sir. You know, yeah. And, you know, I'm always looking for ways to keep it on the screen no matter what's going on. So if you screenshot it,
0: you're going you're gonna to pass my cash app around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it, man. I do this thing right now on my podcast that I've been doing since uh, we started doing it through Zoom. Uh, if you remember watching the uh, Actors uh, Studio with James Lipton, uh-huh. He used to do a survey Rest of questions yeah he used to do a survey of questions at the end uh to basically ask questions and it will pop up questions and I've modified it a little bit, but I'm gonna ask you these questions and you give me the answer that that come to mind okay, okay. Your favorite word comedy comedy is your favorite word okay. in all forms, I guess. Comedy is comedy. Okay, cool. All the word, right.
1: The word the word comedy.
0: The word yeah. comedy. Okay. What's your least favorite word? Quit. Quit. Very prophetic, man. Very prophetic. I gotta be with my kids about that constantly.
1: Quitting is such a bad habit, dude. Right. You know, the, the moment you quit for the first time, it's a habit that you that you have to shake, man. Yeah.
0: Because,
1: you know, the only way you lose this game is to quit. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, yeah. You know, what's dope about this lifestyle is that any day it could change
0: and you could skyrocket. You you know what, man? Um, I, I believe that, and I tell people that all the time. I, I see so many people, I've been doing it 14 years, and I see so many people that started after me and started before me that get so frustrated because of things that's not happening the way they want them to happen or how they foresee it. And I go, look, man, it ain't about being having it happen when you want it to happen is to be ready when it gets there. Right. And a lot of times it's preparing you to be ready. You know what I mean? You just don't, you just, you just impatient. You know what I mean? You just ain't ready yet. And you, and you don't know that you're not ready. I, and I, let, let me stop for a second and give you some props too, man. I You helped me tremendously. from one conversation we had and you helped me get my album out. We had a conversation. We were after a show, we was having a cigar and you said, I said, I want to do an album. You said, get it out. You said, it ain't as hard as what you think it is, man. He said, just it really record ain't. it. You said, record it, get it out. He said, you need that content out in the open. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, that's all you your,
1: do. Your digital footprint. Like, we need yeah. a digital footprint. Like, if you're not getting residuals from some digital avenue, yeah, you do yourself a disservice as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's this is what happened. When – when Blockbuster went away mm-hmm. and they created this digital space for video. Right. Right. And so Blockbuster had six feet of space, right. That they had to cover. Right. So virtually that's a million miles. Right. So there's always somebody grabbing some off that, that virtual shelf. Right. And so we as comedians have to keep putting stuff up there and, uh, Dude, I just got a residual check like two days ago for like twenty eight hundred bucks. Dude, that's what? <laughs> during the pandemic. People been listening to me. Pandora, right. iTunes, right. Been running me on um on Sirius. Right. You know, so now I mean I got a I got a nice little
0: You know, little residual check. Right, right. So yeah, absolutely. That's dope. That's dope. Um, so you know, I have a a saying, a motto on my on my comedy shows T shirt that I sell called TTBS. TTBS stands for that's that bullshit. Bullshit. Right. Stands for anything and everything you absolutely no control over in your life. So, in your words, what's that's that bullshit to you?
1: Uh. I mean, shit. The pandemic is that bullshit. <laughs> the fucking corona is that bullshit, man. Yes, sir. Motherfucking yeah. naps is that bullshit. I, I need a fucking nap right now. Naps. That oh. it's so many things, man. My family—that's that bullshit. My family. I'm
0: so, I'm so sick of these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, in the house. So, so uh, let me ask you that about about that in the house. Is your wife ready to kick you out, or is it you and your wife cool with the kids?
1: We've been we been going up and down. Yeah, yeah we, we, we was ready it we was ready to call it quits about three weeks ago. And now we back in love. You know, it's 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 crazy. So uh we were walking the edge, you know. It snatched she got this little blanket she keep on the bed and I was laying on it. She snatched it from under my head. I'm like, why would you do that? You know, like we ain't even arguing no more. Just like, why would you do that?
0: <laughs> That's funny, man. That is hilarious, bro. All right. Oh, <laughs> what is what is the opposite? What is the shit to you? Uh,
1: making people laugh, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. And yeah. I didn't know I was gonna miss it. Mm. You know, you know, you you think you can cope without it, and the shit to me is is everything about it is it's, it's, it's the drive to the club, is to walk to the stage, it's all of that stuff. And you know what I, I didn't know I was going to miss? I missed the hangout. You know, I mean, They're I'm chopping here it up after you the show. Yes. This is the
0: hangout. They're chopping it up after the show. And I have a show that I do on Zoom that I broadcast as well called Chop, Comedians chopping it up. And all it is is us talking like we will be in the green room. And people right. go, yo, this is so funny. I go, This is what we do. This dude, is what we I, do.
1: I, I brought I brought some guys in yesterday, and they were so Hollywood to me because they was like, Oh, this is oh, this is a show. I thought we was just gonna be kicking in. I'm like, dude, dude, I don't know about you, but I fucking need this shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, yo. and and so I, I like those groups when it's kind of organic, and and so you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it's been it's been hard to maintain my mental state through this thing too.
0: I try Ask to get the bullshit. I try to get people to understand that feeling, an anticipation of walking to that stage. When I'm being introduced, I think the energy level that I have is so I'm so ready to hit that stage, to hear that little bit of applause and to be able to touch that microphone and do what I gotta do. But the applause and the laughter that you get throughout is filling you with adrenaline, right? And that energy that you walk up that stage with, I tell people all the time, is better than any high that you can experience in your life. And you just don't understand. That's why we always strive to get back on that stage.
1: Uh, I, I, I could definitely agree with that. I mean, yeah. and it, you know, it's. Um, it's, it's magical. And at the same time, you're absorbing energy from the audience, like whatever they're going through. Yep. Uh, you're, 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 I say my job as a comedian is to lighten the collective burden. You know, right. my job is to make you forget about whatever for a few minutes.
0: Just for a little bit of time.
1: Yep. Not, not forever, but for a little bit of time, you get to stop. You get to stop thinking about that and laugh. And then after the show, your light still ain't on. But, it's funny
0: in the dark. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Next next question. Um, if you had to put your life into music, what's your walk on music? Uh, what introduces you to the world? What song?
1: What's that joint? Uh, I like a few things. Like, even nah. now uh t i got a song called bring em out bring em out bring yeah like yeah that. no doubt no doubt and uh there's a song thank you thank you thank you far too kind far yeah too yeah kind. that's the uh jay-z joe no, yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> the I like all that uh, okay um <laughs> uh, i you know i probably could come up with some other ones yeah really kill the story but
0: all right yeah yeah those those two maybe when the chapter closes and you walking out of there and walking off into the sunset, what's your what's your music then?
1: Oh wow, I don't
0: know. Uh, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question though. Oh, that's
1: a good question. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. It's probably something Anthony Hamilton. Um, yeah. You know, I just like him. I I'm like his vibe. Out. Yeah. yeah. His vibe his energy is always me. Right. You know, whatever he's singing, it's like it's always like, you know, I feel like his his voice is is how I would like my 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 world represented.
0: Yeah, that's so like your narrative. Like that's like that's how you walk. That's how you walk. It, it you... Was
1: definitely my, but but then, you know, it's also that um that that R. Kelly the world's greatest.
0: Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, you know, if that, not had that big cloud over his head, because he used to do, he used to do uh, real talk on stage two. Used to act that out.
1: And, and from time to time, I'll do it because you know you'll see some internet mother get a hold of it. You like wait, hold on, dog. Yeah, right, 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 right. If you don't do
0: a bit, somebody's gonna do that mother. Somebody gonna do it for you. Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely, man. Did you check out the versus battles and stuff like that? Have you been looking at any of those? I watched Teddy them. Yeah. Uh, no, oh no, time out. What you and Ali did on that first one was so freaking funny. I could not stop laughing. Right. Y'all got on live right after Teddy did too much, and y'all went on. I think y'all had y'all had to have at least 3,000 people looking Yo, at that. It was <laughs> crazy because
1: people, when I turn my live on, people follow me like I was one of them.
0: And, and they knew, I mean, of course, it wasn't a hundred thousand. No, but they knew you was about to start talking some jump. It was like this dude about to go in. And I,
1: I was in the chat cracking jokes. So you know, one of the things on social media, if you go on an, another page, yeah, and be funny, people go, yeah. "Oh, that's oh
0: boy," yeah, and they fuck with you. Yeah, right, so, right, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I figured
1: that out, and so those big forums like that with everybody in there, in there. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do some funny shit on them timeline.
0: That that is hilarious. Uh, last two questions. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, I mean,
1: I've, I've always liked this on the show. Uh It'll <laughs> probably be motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, just because it just roll off your tongue so smooth. And yeah, that's on the Hall
0: of Fame right there. That's 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 that's, that's Mount Rushmore. It, it, it says. It says so much without saying so much. Right. Absolutely. And now, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt if you had the opportunity?
1: Uh, I always answer this question with the fact that there's never been a a plan B for me. Uh huh. Um, so there was never anything I desired. Mm-hmm. I do teach an improv workshop. Yeah. And so it is rewarding to me to educate. Yeah. So I probably would have be I probably would become some sort of educator.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. And you would have been, you would have been the, the dope teacher, man. I don't think everybody would have missed your class. They're like, yo, man, I, we gotta go see Mr. Perry, man. That dude would be all the change. I wouldn't mind tra- being like a like a high school football coach. Oh, now <laughs> you got the bill for that. Like, listen, let me tell you something. You said that you just reminded me of a football coach from my high school. Actually, actually, Mr. Belver, like, you, like that, you got the same build and everything. That's yeah. the funny part, man. Absolutely, man. Over here, That's son. A- yeah, like what you doing? Grab my
1: face I know mask. my coach, my coach uh, Warren Trimble. He was a uh, he was such a motivator, man. He was so passionate about everything, right? And I he was also our track coach, mm-hmm. and so I was on the track running, and I wanted to give up, and at that split second, mm-hmm. I could hear his voice across the track.
0: Don't you quit on me, son?
1: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and to this day. I hear that whenever I feel like that. Wow. You know what? That's impactful. That's just you don't know what kind of impact people are going to have on you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Could be a teacher, coach, anything like that. That's that's dope right there. That's dope. You're going to make me re- find his number and call him. Man, you, hey, it, it, it was probably a reason why you brought him up. You know what I'm saying? It's probably necessary, man. Hey, dude, I appreciate the time, man. Everybody, time is valuable, man. So I appreciate the fact that you was able to chop it up with me for, for an hour, man. And I'm going to definitely reach out to you again and try to get you on Comedians chopping it up. Uh, so oh, just, just send me uh, send the link. I'll, I'll, I'll pop in any Absolutely, man. Appreciate you, man. Hey, no doubt. Be good, dog. Appreciate All right, man. You. Peace out, man. No doubt. All right.